theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. Three, two, one. Welcome, welcome to your favorite planet. This is Earth speaking Jonathan and Quinn. Well, hello. <laughs> how are you doing today? Good, my love. How are you? I'm good. I started out with that intro because today I want to discuss the space race and what's going on because it's actually monumental what's going on. I mean, we are seeing tourists go out to outer space. I mean, just outside the realm of planet Earth to look down on Earth. And honestly, I think it's a game-changing, life-changing experience. Yeah. And it just, it's all happening right now. And it is getting a little bit of attention, but I want I think it fully deserves a 30-minute discussion. I totally agree. I mean, just imagine what, what it would do to your perspective of Earth to see it from all the way out there, to right. look down. I mean, if you hear any interviews, which I love, I love astronauts. I think the whole NASA <laughs> and astronauts, like if... If I were to be a little girl again, maybe I would go in that direction. I know I've always hmm. said that. Like, that would be so cool. But every astronaut you listen to, whenever they talk, like, that moment when they see Earth mm-hmm. from up there, that is a totally different, you, you, you can't go back to who you were before. Your perspective mm-hmm. of the world changes and how precious it is. And so, to me, it's very exciting. Um, not to say that everyone's going to be going off and taking trips up there right away, but just the fact that we have gone to this point where... You can. And how will that change people for a lifetime? Right. You know, just to be able to not just see a picture, not just see a video, to actually experience it yourself. Hmm. I don't I just don't know if we quite understand what kind of an impact that's going to have. How how do you think it would change you if you could go up to outer space and look down and see Earth? I just think perspective shifts in a way that I can't really fully comprehend yet. You know, it's just, Mm. you're looking back down on everything that you love, right? Mm. It's just that what a macro perspective can really do for someone Mm. in terms of clarity when you're too micro, you know, just that how important the big picture is sometimes. It's just showing the big picture, but it is monumental. Like you said, I think that was what, that's the perfect word to describe it because I am so grateful that there is a space race happening in our lifetime because right. it seemed like it, well, it was, it was stagnant for a while. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, we went to the moon, did a couple things and then just, nope, this isn't a priority to us yeah. anymore. Uh, not only to the U S but to everyone around the world. Mm-hmm. And now it's obviously come to the fore yeah. and in a different way in the private sector, mm-hmm. not necessarily just through government support. I mean, let's just summarize that. It was only, last year when we had our first private trip like a private company took individuals to outer space and then connected them to the space station and then successfully bringing them back too like that's pretty amazing that we're here right now and all of a sudden went from real fully trained astronauts that's what they do their whole entire life to non-trained individuals like richard branson he's He's one of the first where it's, this is my dream was to go to outer space. And he just did it. He just did it. And he went. So the technology was really interesting. They've been working on this for quite some time. All the, all the big dogs, but, and they're all kind of doing their own little thing here to there, but let's go with Richard Branson first since that one happened not too long ago. 
His is more like an airplane taking off. Once the airplane takes off, there's two pilots on both sides of it, and then there's the middle rocket in the in between, and they take off and they go as high as possible and then release the rocket and then the rocket continues to shoot outside of Earth's atmosphere. And it doesn't <laughs> this is where like the billionaire battles get a little weird, but it they go outside of Earth's atmosphere enough that the United States agrees that it's outer space but internationally he's supposed to go up like what an extra 10 miles higher and then it's agreed that they're in outer space but i think the mission is still accomplished you are looking out your window and you're looking down on earth you're experiencing zero gravity and with richard branson's program supposedly you get more time than you do if you were in jeff bezos's program but you're not you know, it's debatable if you want to say, like, is he? are you truly in a rocket? Are you not in a rocket? Are you in a plane that takes you up to outer space? And I think it, it doesn't matter. The details of that doesn't matter. What's most important is that you get that experience, which I do think does involve zero gravity. But primarily, it's all about looking out the window. Yeah. What do you see outside of the window? And how does that move you and kind of cherishing that? Because it's, it's got to be so quick. I mean, it's only a few minutes, but you got to feel it all before you get strapped back in and then you come back down to earth. Yeah. But holy cow. I can't imagine that. that that's got to be in the top five experiences of anyone's life when you oh. actually get to experience that. You know, I, mean, I bet it, it's got to be Richard Branson. I mean, it's, what do you think? It's got to be, it's definitely in top five. He's done it a lot of... Be, what do you think? Number think one. one. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's hard, obviously, to... He's, he's got a crazy life. Yeah, but I, I think that, you know, even just watching the footage of him being up there, you could see the, like, pure joy and just, yeah. like, I can't believe this is actually happening. Can you yeah, imagine, like, it, it, you know, like, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, like, never would have thought that could happen. You mm-hmm. know, like, you had to be an astronaut. You had to, like, be training when you were young and, yeah. and then all of these different things. And the odds of you actually being able to go out to outer space, it's a very, it's limited to a very, very, very small group. And yeah. even just, like, what, five, ten years ago, I mean, we were – the, the only parts that we could buy, like like Elon Musk, so let's the, the people who are really private industry focusing in this in this race, this space race, mm-hmm. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson. Yep. Am I missing yeah. anyone? No, those are the those, those are, are the, the big three. three. Okay, so when Elon Musk was you know doing SpaceX, this he had to go to Russia to try to find you know rocket parts. He's like, what is going on here? Something needs to change. Mm-hmm. We obviously need to be. Um, we, he's obviously very eco-friendly minded. He wants to save this planet, but if we can't save ourselves from on this planet, then he's going to make us an interplanetary species, He wants right? us to colonize Mars eventually. Yeah. And he doesn't want the exploration outside of Earth to end. I mean, he really did like push the private sector more so than Jeff Bezos yes. and Richard Branson, who came later. Yes, he and definitely did. Richard Branson, though he did always want to bring us to space, he was more focused on the tourism aspect, right. where Elon's really trying i think he's he's going in the perfect order of things which is get people to the space station make it private so we're returning the rockets once we get that next layer is going to be really building a proper space station on the moon and i think jeff bezos i, I wouldn't be surprised if bezos is very influential in that whole uh setup and then after you know we fully have it set up on the moon where we can do experiments and bring people back and forth then the long journey begins to colonize Mars. To but go to Mars. The, the, there were huge monumental moments, though, that had to be established before other things happen. I mean, you, exactly. If you really think about the three, they are complementary in a way, 
right? It, it, hmm. Where they're not all focused on the exact same thing. They are all no. in the space race, but they are focusing in different things. Maybe they have different motives. Yeah, in a different order too. In a different order. And so the big thing for Elon Musk was reusable rockets. Like mm-hmm. we don't need to, like it would just be, it's going to be such a waste of resources and it's almost going to be impossible yeah. if we have to rebuild a brand new rocket yeah. every single time. All like of them had to do that. They all had all to figure that out. Them. And so yeah. Elon Musk, I would say spearheaded that and he, he actually did. made that happen. And so, like you so eloquently explained like the, the path towards Mars colonization, which seems so incredibly futuristic, but it's actually, you know, I think that a lot of these individuals got also, it's not just for the passion and in, in, in exploring space. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the big line that everyone's using is like, oh, well, we have to keep on exploring. That's like our human consciousness. We got to keep pushing and pushing. There's yeah. so much to learn, which is absolutely true. But there's also commercial and financial incentivizations for mining uh, on the moon there are you know mining so these asteroids mining asteroids a lot of things where we're in a chip shortage where you have a lot of things that were like really billionaires there's there's financial incentive to really get out there and figure out a new way of like acquiring certain resources where yeah. they're limited on earth and so just keeping that in the back of one's mind i think is is important. I think that's another huge big step where I don't know if the three of those those individuals, those are all males, where they're all going to like be the big the huge push towards an international understanding of what we're gonna do as a human species, right? Hmm. That's gonna be a really difficult thing to figure out, but we're gonna have to figure it out together as right. like one planet. Is like what are the international rules of commercialization, you know, and yeah. and whatnot. But that's I think way further down the line. Right now what's so exciting is you know even though there's a lot of really horrible things that are going on around the world right now and specifically with the pandemic inside we put our heads down and a lot of a lot of different people have been working really hard to explore space mm-hmm. and i think that's a really i don't know there's just there is something intrinsically i don't know if i would say altruistic with it but it's just kind of mm. inspiring it's, it's inspiring, very inspiring you know inspiring. that we're still exploring as a species together. There's yeah. still so much to explore and to understand. I think it makes life exciting, in all honesty, because it's so much more of an adventure when it's beyond just the boundaries of planet Earth. You know, we've, we've successfully, as humans, probably trekked over the, the majority of the planet. There's probably some super deep seas we haven't gone to. And then maybe there's a few land locations that we haven't fully explored the depths of. But in general, I mean, it wasn't that long ago I was taking anthropology at University of Hawaii. And one of the, one, my, my professor played a movie, it was in black and white. And it was these two individuals who flew in to somewhere, I believe it was in like Papua New Guinea. And they flew into this tribe that never seen any other humans besides their tribe. So this is the first time they ever saw white people. And they were like following them around, waiting for them to take a poop because they didn't know if their poop, what color it was going to be like. All, it was crazy. But that actually occurred in, I think some people that are alive right now, it happened in their lifetime. What else is there to, we, we've done that with every single human. Like it, it's, we've already, we're so global at this point what's next and it's so exciting to think that exploration isn't complete it's just now beginning with a new endeavor yeah which i'm i'm looking forward to it and i do believe and i'm curious on your perspective i believe we're going to see it, humans land on mars before we go oh really what are your thoughts i could see that happening 
I, I, it would definitely. I'll be older, but. I don't yeah, know if I'll get to go. I'm of, I'm of two minds of it because I do, I have to say there is still so, I do believe there is a lot to explore and understand about our own world still that right. we don't know. I mean, honestly, the ocean is a huge question mark. There is so much mystery in the ocean. Very true. And I mean, this, you know, what's going on in our ocean right here in the Gulf, um, the red tide, it's like very, very concerning. So Sad it's, story. so to me, if we are colonizing Mars within our lifetime, I feel like there would, there is probably a serious need to do so. Mm. And so I'm a little bit, uh, do I want that? Yeah, I, of course I do. Just because I think it would be amazing to see our species become interplanetary. Mm. But well, I think that the, the need, we still got to go. Well, yeah, but do, do we like, I mean, the money is the private sector is the big thing, right? Mm, because mm. one of the reasons why space, space exploration came to a halt was because people were complaining, oh, my taxes, what is this going to? This is silly. People need to be fed. And there's other things that we should be using the tax money for. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, we're taking that out of the equation now. <laughs> You're not spending tax money. This is actually private sector money that they're... There are grants. There are, yeah, there are grants. No, they're making money off of this. Yeah. Okay. That, and so... To me, like we've talked about with, you know, what's going on in our own environment, there needs to be a, an alignment with private sector money and making certain things better, like our oceans cleaner and right, whatnot, yeah. right? And so I do think that that does have to take priority. I don't want it to be like, oh, forget this because it's all right. We're, we've, we're colonizing Mars, so that's mm-hmm. going to be our, our last resort. Well, I just, I, I hope that money also flows into making our world better as well, mm-hmm. where it's both, where we're not in a situation where it's like, oh crap, like the virus, the pandemic happened. Oh crap. We need a vaccine. That's the only way to get out of this yeah. money, money, money. We got the vaccine. Okay, great. Well, not everyone took the vaccine. And so now right. we're still kind of in this weird in between time where I just feel like, I hope that we do it within our lifetime. And I do think that we could, mm-hmm. I think that the money incentives are aligned yeah. to be able to do so. Right. What those incentives are, I'm not really exactly completely sure. I don't think that they're 100% altruistic to just make the species better, Mm. right? But I do hope that we kind of do both, where we make sure that we take care. The money goes into taking care of our own planet, making it better, Mm -hmm. while also exploring as well. Well said. So I'm going to ask you, though, do you think that we'll see it in our lifetime? Yeah, I do. I do, too. I really do. So that's exciting, right? It is. Yeah. So we're just at the beginning phase of space explore is uh, would you call it space exploration or space tourism where it is tourism is is a step forward towards exploration right yeah i mean i'm trying to like think history wise how did the planes well planes came out of what what is it the military is that how they first came yeah i i think that tourism is one step towards like gaining having the human race get on board mm. with spending money on exploration. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's part of like, if we don't understand why the cat, like if we never see any, any ripple effects for why the um, Antarctic is melting, Mm. then we're not going to get our butts in gear to like, make sure that if we don't understand the consequences, we don't see it ourselves. We don't Mm. experience it. It's removed from us. Mm. Right. And so I feel like tourism helps in, in giving humans experience and like, I don't know, maybe cherishing the idea like, well, that was the most amazing experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And, and to complement that, it also demonstrates the safety of going to space. True. So I think that it does a lot of things in terms of convincing humans, like this is definitely something we're on board with. Cause there are a lot of people who 
argue way more intensely on the side that I was just saying of like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Like, why are there's so much we need to fix on our own planet? Why are we even bothering with that? Which I don't fall into that camp. Mm. I understand all the sides, but um, I think that in terms of tourism, it's really getting more people to care mm-hmm. and to, to want this. And so, but with exploration, I still think that there are obviously technological barriers that we need to figure out as well. I mean, we mm-hmm. still haven't figured out solar panel energy and making that as efficient as possible. Is it nuclear energy? What, how are we going to really explore That's for long periods of time? That's a whole yeah. different thing, but it's fascinating to me. It's pushing when we imagine like as far out as possible like that, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really when these like breakthroughs of technology and science come through. It's, right. am- it's amazing. So yeah. to me, I think more than anything, that imagination and just trying to push and explore will only eventually better us all. Because I do think that's where those breakthroughs happen. Mm-hmm. When we're imagining, we're pushing our, our minds, our, our imagination beyond what we could even think is possible yet. Right. But we're trying. I mean, how else are we supposed to pro- progress? Right. It's... Uh... It's an exciting thing. So I think at the time of this airing, Jeff Bezos will have successfully flown up with his brother and the oldest person to ever go up to outer space and the youngest person to ever go up to outer space. And that is definitely emphasizing this is a safe program for all ages. Yeah. You know, and that's just like freaking exciting because I think it's giving, I think it's primarily giving a lot of hope to those who are older that always dreamt of going to space that you still can, you know, I think she's like 82. Wow. So, and she, it's a really incredible story. She was training to be an astronaut ever since the sixties and she never got a chance to go. And she's had, she's a pilot primarily and she's had out thousands of hours of of flight time, but she never was able, supposedly like the test that she had to endure to get ready for a space program were gnarly, including having to put radioactive water in, like, I believe it was her mouth or her ears and stuff like this. This is in the 60s. Like, it's weird. But I actually, I swear, I, I, I saw this in the news. And to see her now getting the opportunity, and they filmed the moment where Jeff Bezos was like, I want to invite you to be on the very first flight. She's just, like, overwhelmed with excitement. And I'm That's super so cool. stoked for her. So she got a seat. He wanted to go with his brother, who he said was incremental in putting this whole space program together. He's also a volunteer firefighter, which is kind of a cool story. And then there was another individual who was supposed to go on the flight that paid $28 million. But due to a schedule conflict, which I'm like, what the hell is your schedule that you (laughs) got to cancel your short? Because it's a pretty short flight to outer space. But I understand there's a lot of prepping to do before he it, it didn't work for him gave up his seat to 18 year old from the netherlands and he's gonna go up there and he's about to graduate high school and it's like holy cow dude this is awesome yeah. and i saw their setup so the way it's it works is they're in a, a rocket which looks very similar to a male's body part and they're at the top part of it and they are all sitting down kind of uh in a in a lay down type position, very, looks very comfortable, and it's pretty tight in there. There's not a lot of space, but there's no human flying the thing. Unlike the uh, Virgin Galactic one, there's a clear cut pilot area. There's pilots, and then there's people. You know, it's 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 more similar to an airplane experience. This one, you're strapped in, computer software take over. People are monitoring, of course, down below, but. 
you're not controlling the things on there. You're not pushing buttons or anything. So they go up. Once they get up and they want to explicitly make it be known that they are going to the level that is determined to be outer space on an international agreement, and they are going up there. And as soon as they get to that point, uh, yeah, their little uh, hub, so the, the rocket separates. So the head of the rocket goes up further. The stem of the rocket comes back down and will land. You know, it's always super exciting and impressive to watch one of those rockets land. And then the head part will go up. And then as soon as it gets to a nice location, they unstrap. And these are supposedly the largest windows that have ever been on a rocket ship that they're going to be getting the opportunity to look out of. And then they have their moment. They're floating around a little bit shorter time than you would on the Virgin. And then strap back on in and you come back down to Earth and three parachutes will open up and safely land them in Texas. It's taking off in Texas as well. That's so interesting. It's going to be so fun to watch. I do want to watch that one. And I think it's going to be a fun one. You know, for... Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson to put like their own lives yeah, on the line in I this. Mean, I mean, this is... to me, there's no, there's no better flight to go on, but yeah. who knows? I mean, fingers crossed, knock on wood, everything goes okay because right. there's always that risk, of course. Yes. And especially with things saying like, okay, this is the, the largest window that has ever occurred. Of course, there's so many people who have yeah. like worked on this. There's and making sure risk. There's always a risk, but to me, it's just going to be, it's just going to be really cool to hear or to, oh. to just watch the whole thing. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think that this space race, which I love that we're calling it space race, this competition is so good for us as human beings. I mean, it's so exciting. Yes, it is kind of weird. And I mean, we, we term it in at times and I think a lot of people use it as like big dick energy where like <laughs> yeah. they're trying to battle and like who's first one. And it's like, you know, Jeff Bezos makes this announcement, we're going on this date, and in comes Richard Branson. Oh, we're going a week earlier than yeah. you are. And then he's like, well, all right, well, you're not going to outer space by definition. It's not technically a rocket ship. <laughs> and uh, here, I'm going to one-up you too. I'm going to bring this old lady that is way older than anyone and this young lad who's, who's the younger, way younger than anyone. <laughs> and so not beat that. And so, like, yeah, let's let this competition go and grow, and let's see where this takes us, and it's only positive things that are going to come out of this from yeah. now on. I well, think. I hope so. If everything goes well, then yes. Of course, there is always risk. Well. Of course, there's always there, risk. There have been you know, human deaths, and that's another huge reason why, right. beyond just the tax money, one why of the reasons it why it stopped. And yeah. so I think that's at the top of everyone's mind whenever a rocket goes out, even mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, if it if it's for NASA or for it, no matter who it's launched by, it's about the human mm-hmm. or the humans who are in there, and right. to make sure that they come back home Safety's safely. Number one by far. Number one, but I think what it does is it underscores how powerful competition is. Yes, you need competition. This is another. If you really thought like one of the huge aspects about the competition, you know, came from like the Cold War because we had competition. We had someone to actually fight against, and mm-hmm. so then when that went away, who are we going to compete with? Well, we're right. already at the top. Up. Yeah. No one's competing with us. Well, look, now the private sector is competing. Against each other, yeah. And I think that competition is a huge, I mean, it, it is so essential right. for, for, for progress and innovation. It really, really is. And this is just one really great example of an industry that is 
highly it's it's the barriers to entry of competing in it are very high <laughs> yeah I but really think you, you know be a billionaire if you're a billionaire and you've got the money and you've got the time i mean if you've already reached this level where it's like how can you ever what, what are you going to do with it we well, got to mm. you're pushing yourself further because yeah. that's that's how you got to get there anyways that's how you got to become who you are and so well if the game is to make it a more pleasant experience for others that you encounter on your travels they're winning that video game I would of say life, so. You know? I would say so. To get people to go to outer space, I mean, how many people have that on their bucket list that is unattainable? I think everyone. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you want to go to outer space? Why wouldn't you? I yeah, mean, well, and they're making it more accessible for more accessible more than ever. Yeah, and it is as more rockets are created and more tests are completed, it's going to be the the price of it's going to go lower and lower and lower. And, Hopefully we'll get right in there where we're up in outer space one day. It would be really awesome to I experience awesome. it. I can't imagine like what else is there to experience besides that uh, right now. I think that would be, I, I think for anyone who goes to outer space, it's really, really hard to say that they've had a more impactful experience than that. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. But the I, I do want to go back to the risk idea because everything's a risk. Uh, Gail, my girl Gail on CBS this morning did an interview with the, for the, the team of four that's going out on the Bezos rocket. Yeah. And she said, are you guys nervous? And they're like, no, we ain't nervous at all. And she's like, hold up, hold up. I'm nervous for you. How are you <laughs> not nervous? And I liked what Jeff Bezos said. He said, everything in life is a risk unless you're just staying at home in your bedroom. But everything in life is a risk. And at this point, we think that the, the risk reward is like incredible return for all of us there's we're very confident about it and i do think more so than even richard branson's trip this trip with the bezos what is it, blue origin mm -hmm. is clearly trying to state the message there is low risk in the opportunity to go to space regardless of age regardless of gender you want to have it now Technically, if you have the resources to do it, like you can, because if you went back, if you went back freaking four, well, if you went back four years ago, you could have all the resources, like you could have a billion dollars, but you couldn't go. But now for the first time, if you have the financial resources, you can go to outer space. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Regardless of age, health, like you're ready. You, well, I'm sure there are certain degrees on that, but the majority of people now have the opportunity to do so. So interesting. You know? Yeah, you, you don't have to train for, with NASA your entire nope, life. You don't nope. have to, yeah. It's, your, your life mission doesn't have to be to go to space for the chance to go to space. Yeah. Now, if you if, if you're able, and, and the price will come down, but the price right now is insane, and we don't technically know. We know that the person who wanted to go on the first one paid $28 million, mm -hmm. but I can confidently say that if someone says, hey, I'd like to buy a trip on, on a ship, it's gonna be it's gonna be up there. It's got to be seven figures at least yeah. still, but that's pretty crazy. You can get a trip to space, yeah, for less than certain cars. Yeah, I wonder when the last time like something as monumental like this has happened to the human race. I can only imagine it was hmm. like the commercialization the of no, the commercialization of airplanes. Hmm. You know, like oh, humans had never so humans had moon, never yeah. flown in the air from one destination to the other. It was going hmm. by ship. 
And then when they were able to, it was probably only the wealthiest who could do it. And then eventually yeah. now it's more accessible to everyone. And from, everyone. from there, what happened? It was like once the plane took off and everyone was able to experience it, man, think about all the innovation that happened after that. So I'm, yeah. I'm very, very excited. I think it's, it's going to, it's just fun to be living in a time where yes, there's so much that we need to work on and mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, but there are still inspiring stories like this that can just imagine like a hundred years from now when they look back on this, like what's so going to, what's going to, what are they going to say? Like, what was this monumental moment? Yeah, you yeah. know, what did it do um, for the future a hundred years from just, now? Just look a little bit into the future and just imagine one of these trips happening every single day. Yeah. Like just one a day and then think about where we're at right now with flights. How many flights every single day? This is an exciting future. Yeah. I mean, People going up to space, just like, hey, let's go to space. Hey, what, what if like someone's got a freaking awesome hotel on the moon? Let's go to the moon. Like yeah. that could happen. <laughs> that really could happen in our lifetime. That's crazy though. It really is. Never well, thought that could be, but you know what? The human imagination is strong and yeah, and it is incredible what, what can happen when people, when we have the resources, there's competition and there's a goal. It's amazing. That's bigger than them. Yeah. That's pretty that's awesome. Well, I love this episode. I'm glad that we had a chance to talk about it because Me too. it is. I think, I think people see it, what's going on, but I don't think in full they're grasping how how magnificent this really is. Yeah, it's something we definitely will be celebrating a lot at home, and we hope you do too. And mm-hmm. we look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Enjoy this journey through sound.